0: Make money online.
1: I got some horrible news. I uh, bought your about page. And, oh, thank uh, you. It's dismal. It's it's not good. Um, I, I'm gonna want my money back.
0: See, I'm torn because I want to within within like the the jokingness of that agree to it, but for for information products for it's educational products, not a joke. It's. Uh, I I don't know how I feel since, like, do we want to talk about this from the perspective of money-back guarantees for products or money-back guarantees for services? Since I think it's a very, very different approach for each.
1: Oh, there's both. I mean, Mm -hmm. we got 20 minutes. We can – there's (laughs) there's, – let's talk about services for the first. uh, Mm -hmm. um, The guarantee that you should offer is not your money back. You should guarantee your services. But instead of that, how about you just fire yourself and salt the earth and never have a case study for that client? Because the reputational hit that you get from it is more impactful to you, and you still get to keep the money so you're not affecting cash flow. Because if draft revise, if somebody asks for their like 25 grand back for draft revise, I have already spent that. Like, we're done here. Um, But you know, every client, The next level up is I should be able to turn your business into a case study, right? And I should be able to get refers from your business. 100% of my clients right now came in as refers for other people. And so um, if you get a money back guarantee in a consulting relationship, you're gonna get people who act on bad faith, they're gonna act unprofessionally, it's gonna they're gonna buy you your service and then demand a money-back guarantee. You basically adding that increases the probability that someone will demand their money back to about a hundred percent. I really don't believe there's any benefit in doing it. It's like, oh, I'll close the deal. If you aren't closing the deal through other methods, then you need to up your game as far as your sales.
0: I think it's important to also think about what the purpose of a money-back guarantee is. It's a form of a risk reversal, and it's one that people very much gravitate towards when it comes to services just because we see it around us all the time. But the t- the, the strategy is not offering money-back guarantee, what type of money-back guarantee. The strategy is reduce the risk the buyer is feeling about the service Money-back guarantee being one of many different tactics. Uh, a former coaching student of mine came up with what she called the MacGyver guarantee, where after her road mapping session, it wasn't a money-back guarantee. It was the MacGyver guarantee. MacGyver never left you without the tools that you needed, and neither will she. So after the road mapping session, if you have any questions, you get another call, or you get a chance to email and ask more questions, or whatever resources you feel you don't have or weren't prepared for she will deliver for you. And I think that's a wonderful example of a strong counterpoint to a money-back guarantee. We are guaranteeing we will leave the client in a better condition than where they started. We are not saying, if you are not completely satisfied, here is your money back to your client. And I think it's very, very important to understand that the key element is the risk reversal, not the money-back guarantee.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, giving somebody their peace of mind and and dissecting their objections. And there's so many ways to skin that cat without offering a money back guarantee. Um, You put together a portfolio of your past projects. You talk about the outcome for the client. You talk a lot about predicted outcomes that could potentially happen. Um, You anchor it to the rest of the industry. You um, talk up your own prestige. So if you've written books or courses or, You've spoken at conferences. You can talk about how you're trusted in the industry. You can um, even go so far as to introduce them to other clients that you've had so that they can give you a really kind word. I mean, there are a lot of ways to go about doing this that don't involve um, basically, if you give a money back guarantee, you are guaranteed torching that client. Like, that's it. You are not going to have a good relationship with them.
0: So we're talking about the front end, sort of the pre-sales or the sales side of the money back guarantee but let's let's flip it around for a second and talk about the post-engagement side. So you, a client came on, you had some sort of money-back guarantee or some sort of guarantee for your services. The client says, hey, we went into this expecting or being primed that we would get a return of 2x or 3x or see this measurement uh, change or see this key performance indicator move in this direction. We do not see that. Therefore, we are unhappy. Therefore, we would like our money back. How do we tackle that situation with or without a money back guarantee having been advertised?
1: Um, in your your master services agreement, you should state that there are no refunds for work completed,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that's unconditional. Uh, mm-hmm. You've done the work, you've taken your time. Um, people recognize that it happens on an as is basis, and if you haven't put that in your contracts, put it in your contracts. If you don't have a contract, get a contract because you're an adult. Um, that's it. That's it. It's either in the contract and you've covered your ass or it isn't and you've legally exposed yourself. And that could be a potential bankruptcy move.
0: I, I 100% completely agree. My contract has that exact language in it. And for the listeners, this was a point that I had a lot of internal struggles with for years. I felt that it was odd to say, hey, you know, services will result in outcomes like X, Y, or Z or similar to this. And if we didn't hit it, well, I could sort of see the client side, like, hey, we went into this expecting this. And I could see my side, hey, each engagement is different. And what it came down to was me realizing and internalizing all marketing and all consulting is really an experiment, an experiment on behalf of the client. We're using best practices. We're guided by previous engagements. We're guided by our knowledge and industry knowledge, and we are making an intervention on the client's business with the goal of changing something and having a resulting outcome, moving them closer to the destination they want. But all interventions are different. We can have two very, very similar companies with similar situations come to us and want to work with us, but in one, everything goes perfectly everybody's on board, management has bought in, uh, There are, the team members love it, everything goes perfectly. In the other one, well, the team members really don't like a consultant coming in, and so they passive-aggressively throw up a couple blocks here and there, and the engagement doesn't go as smoothly, and it's not as far along as the first company at the same time period. And thinking through that, I realized Every engagement is different, and so to hold each engagement to the same standard doesn't really make sense, and this helped me understand why the as-is work and uh, uh, no refunds for work performed clauses were so important because it freed me up as a consultant to do the best work I could within the scope of the engagement, but if the client didn't provide support or resources that I needed or team members weren't on board... those are elements that are completely out of my control. If we get to the end of the engagement and those elements have prevented me from performing as expected, what more could be expected than, well, we didn't get as far as we thought we would because of these factors.
1: Right, right. Yeah, so I think that covers it for consulting services. I feel like that is way more clear-cut, right, because there's your Consulting, or you're not consulting for a client, right? Even if it's like a one-off project, like a revised express report or something, you're still doing consulting. Um, When it comes to an info product, there's kind of a gradient, right? It's either... It can run from the about page side of things, right? Where you're just transactional, you're buying a PDF, and that PDF, the marginal cost of delivering that PDF is effectively $0. um, To maybe uh something that involves a 1 hour call um which i wouldn't call consulting necessarily it's like a little bit consulting e uh to something that um you know anything in between where it's like a 5 hour course or even higher on the end um you can have something like an academy right where you have like slack access and like periodic phone calls and stuff like that right so there are a lot of different ways to express this um I'll talk about my process first. If somebody buys a copy of uh, Cadence and Slings, like a PDF, and they demand their money back, I just give it to them, and I salt the earth. Um, What I usually do in that situation is I also quietly blacklist their email from ever being able to buy stuff from me again, but that's usually never a problem. Um, It's only been a problem once. Um... Higher up, if they, uh, buy something that's like a big involved course, I will, um, make them justify why it's not a good fit, right? And if they keep giving me half sentence responses, I'm like, then sorry, I cannot give you this. You have to actually put in work to justify why I should refund you for say $1,000 five hour course that I've given you access to and you could easily be pirating, um, and so that is um, – that's kind of how I comport myself. And then I, again, salt the earth and never let you buy my stuff again. Um, higher up on the level is uh, – it's kind theoretical because I don't really have, like, terribly high-end stuff that doesn't involve just access to me. But if you, like, buy an academy or something like that, um, it actually kind of reverts back to the original info product. It's, like, on you to actually follow the advice and, and follow the directions, Right. Um, nobody accidentally applies to a course that, apl- that amounts to like being part of a school right um, and, and I don't think that it is healthy or reasonable to uh, um, assume that somebody can like sink that much time and effort into something and then demand their money back if they like if a big life change happens they should still be eating the cost unless it's like their house got bombed. It should be more like, oh, I decided to take a full-time job and I don't need this course on like, I don't know, running a consultancy or something like that. You're then you wasted money on the course, right? Um, so that is something that like, I, I think that I'm pretty inflexible about it. Um, and you can complain all you want, but ultimately like put that into your terms and conditions and say that there are no refunds. And if you say that there are no refunds, you're not the one offering the money back guarantee. People can complain all they want. Alan Weiss does this all the time, right? Like he just says, you don't get a refund from this. You pay me. Yep.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think that my, my philosophy is evolving too for... And like, let me say at the start of this, I have under a half a percent refund request rate on my products. It's something super, super, super low. We're talking like less than this year, I've had less than five people email me asking for a refund on a product. So it's already a super, super low number. And so I'm looking at refund requests or changing my refund request policy to eliminate the percentage of people that I notice who buy and then immediately request a refund and just were using a uh, money-back guarantee to get the product for free so i'm evolving to the point of thinking of lower priced products say under course size or under 300 or under 500 There there is not a money-back guarantee for it for courses that or for products that are more like a course where it's ongoing it's instructional maybe it's pre-recorded but there are lessons and homework assignments there are conditional money-back guarantees but just like Nick says, you have to show your work. You have to show that you are putting in the effort. If somebody takes one of my courses, completes all the material and says, hey, this is not for me, this is not a good fit, that's more like a situation where I could see offering a refund. What are your thoughts?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, I think you're, you're kind of outlining the terms of the gray area a little bit. You need to make the customer work for it. And again, this is something that you should be putting in, I'll just kind of yes and that and say, you should be putting this in the terms. It is not enough to say if you just justify yourself. But no, give like an example, right? Say like, okay, you know, it can't be working in this way. Or we tried your advice and it was really bad for our business or something like that. Well, um, okay, well, you can't just be parroting my advice. It's kind of bespoke to the business. So like, hopefully I've offered some strategic contours to it. But like... um, in that case, I would go and ask, okay, well, what did you try? Because it could be that they tried the wrong things or they tried only some of the things and like half-assed everything else. Or it could just be that their business shut down and they're being really unethical. And right. like, you know, again, that's, that's not going to fly.
0: There was a mid-four-figure course I purchased a few years ago on business and I started taking the online course. It was pre recorded instructional material that was dripped out, week out of, weeks over a time. It was something like 12 or 16 weeks long. And three weeks into it, my mom went into the hospital and was having crazy medical things happen. And I reached out and I was like, I need to cancel. I need to refund. Crazy life event going on. I don't have the time and attention to do this. And it was very interesting going through their cancellation process because they reached out and said, hey, we hear you. Uh, do you want to pause or do you want to cancel? And I said, I really need to cancel. And so first thing they did was offer just to pause payments and defuse the refund. The second thing was saying, okay, great, per our terms and conditions, we'd love to see your work, we'd love to understand like, how you've applied this, what lessons you've completed, so can you you know, take photos, scan it, scan it in, send it over? And my response was, I just started the course, mom and hospital, have not even started. And so they let me through sort of the side exit there, but I really enjoyed their focus on, we know this material works, we're confident this material works. If you're saying it's not working for you, we want to understand why, because that is the exception and so we're asking you to provide us with that information so we can make the product better. And it also serves as a safety check for people who are a little more black hat and trying to get the product for free.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is like your it's an opportunity for a critique process, right? Because if you get a money back guarantee, you you're taking the high road by being like, OK, well, we failed you in some way, Right. And so if that's the case, we need to find a way to improve. And if we're trying to find a way to improve, then we need feedback from you, and we need that feedback to be specific and actionable. Um, so, yeah, I think there's, there's a lot to that. Um, and it's, it's a good strategy to be taking where you kind of, like, assume, okay, well, we failed you. How did we fail you so that we don't do this with other customers in the future? And if you don't get a good answer from them... Like an answer that is actually specific and actionable. You can ask more questions or just assume they're being suspicious and dumb. Like, either's fine as an answer, but like, you need to know what, you know, you
0: can kind of read that, I think. Right. I think uh, one interesting, and again, it's important to think of the strategy here it's a risk reversal, not a money back guarantee. Money back guarantee is just one form of it. And with courses and products, you can identify other ways to offer that same risk reversal. Brian Harris of Video Fruit does this very, very well with his 10K subs course. I think this is a very good strategy. He says, if you are, if follow, like four weeks into the course or two weeks into the course, if following the strategies in the first few modules, you haven't been able to add 100 subscribers to your email list, we want to refund you. We, this is not a course for you. You are not going to succeed. And they are proactively and preemptively setting the stage for this is where you should be. And if you aren't able to get there in that time frame, it's not going to be worth it for you. It's not going to be worth it for us. We want to refund you and just get you out of there. And I like that as a strategy because it gives you a leading indicator to look for. And if people who are paying for a four-figure product aren't achieving that metric in a specific timeframe, hey, you have determined they are not a good fit it makes sense at that point to refund them. It's almost a qualifying process.
1: Yeah, and to be clear, the big thing is they have to have actually done the advice, right? It's not like, I didn't do anything or I implemented this horribly and uh, now I'm not actually seeing any benefit in my business, screw you. Like, that's not okay. Um, but if you go through and do everything and it's totally reasonable and it turns out it wasn't moving the needle in your business, like that's kind of the same thing as I was saying with the consulting, like fire me, right? Like one thing I say with draft revise is if I don't make back my fees in the first three months of our working together, you should fire me, right? Hell I'll fire myself. I'm very good at that. But, uh, but yeah, I think that beyond that, there's like no, there's no justification for it.
0: hmm. hmm. Yeah. And again, I, I, and I know I keep harping on this point, but think of the major strategy at play. A money back guarantee is just that risk reversal and start exploring where your customers either on the consulting service side, or the product side, feel risk around the purchase. And once you identify that, and you should be talking to customers, talking to buyers, talking to people who are considering buying your product or your services to understand where they feel risk. Once you understand that, then you could start crafting a risk reversal that makes sense. Money-back guarantee seems like the lowest hanging fruit, and it always gets picked because, well, I'll just offer a money-back guarantee, since why not? But there are so many different ways to diffuse that risk that a customer feels or overcome objections that they're expressing. Explore those areas. Don't just Take the easy path of money back guarantee.